Hey, all my Indian single males that are coming to the Love Fest or joining us at Love Fest in the future. We have a very, very special call for you today and a very special guest, Halil. What we're going to be covering today is really how to become the master attractor of a woman instead of chasing a woman. You know, Halil, I had the pleasure of meeting you, my brother, at a Tony Robbins event and was really taken away by your level of wisdom and you're always focused to learn more and want to be better. And since the years of knowing you, I've seen you progress so much. I've seen you develop into a breathwork master, um, a facilitator for breathwork, as well as running online courses and really helping in the personal development space. But we have really found the value in our journeys, actually, because they were quite similar is that we both started looking at the pickup artist world. And I know that you went head on into it and you went into the pickup artist world, but then you took the key aspects away from it. You mixed it with your beautiful work for Tony Robbins, for personal development, for manifestation, for self-love, as well as consciousness. And then you combine this beautiful technique or methods of really being authentic, as well as being able to attract the right partner and having the courage and strength to be able to speak openly, be yourself, and bring in the right partner. And I thought, you know what? These amazing souls and amazing people that are coming to this event, this is a guy that's going to be able to help them. This is a guy that's really in the game, that's making these beautiful connections with great people. And you're a great human being with a great soul. So I'm really, really excited to have you on today so you can share some wisdom and light to help people connect and find love. Wow, thank you, Sunny. Thank you for this introduction. Wow, thank you for those words. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to spend time with you because you're doing amazing work. I can see it like every day and I totally appreciate the way you're doing it. And that's um, that's why I'm here because it's in such an authentic way and the way you just help people because this is actually an issue I've been dealing for the 24 first years of my life. Uh, I'm from Switzerland, and the thing is, uh, I'm a Turkish guy. I mean, uh, as you know, from a, as an Indian, you just you kind of fit, but you feel differently because you're not born probably as an English guy. This was kind of like the issue I had. I was born burning in into Switzerland, where all the Nordic people are, and then you're like the southern Turkish guy, and you kind of try to fit in, and you're kind of scared or like um do they like turkish guys or not and i kind of make it i had a lot of um doubts introverted um behaviors because i was kind of thinking i'm not good enough because i was kind of like always looking for uh, the approval that i'm good enough or the approval that people i think i'm okay that i fit in so this was like the first 24 years I had, um, didn't have a girlfriend for the first 24 years. I met some women, but it's mostly like women who kind of approached me. And even when they approached me, I kind of didn't believe it. I was kind of thinking like, they're making fun of me because they're acting like they like me and no woman should like me because I don't like me. Yeah. yeah. And when it's your first seven years or first several years within a new country and you're always trying to fit in, always trying to get their approval it becomes a norm for you now so when it actually does come up you're like there has to be a catch that how do I need to impress you what do I need to do how can I fit in with you 
rather than actually just seeing them and thinking, oh, do you like like me for my humor? Do you like me for my quirkiness, for my different style? Or no, I, I must be trying to change to be like you, especially when you're in a new surrounding. So I really love how you highlighted that, especially for a lot of like British Indian that uh, grown up in England where they didn't actually always feel as comfortable when growing up and they would be like spot the other Asian to feel that comfort zone. Um, so I think that's, you're touching on something really beautiful there. So, yeah, um, I think this is what a lot of guys have because I can see, even see it nowadays because we put women on a pedestal because they're beautiful. They're uh, so heartwarming and everything. And the thing is like, we kind of try to, um, get the approval and this is the way we talk i just see it in this way uh we don't actually do it but when i see people i can always uh, see it like do you like this am i good mm. is this funny and yeah. this is, you know what i mean it's kind of not like just spreading like we're talking it's kind of like hey you know and you can just sense the energy of i want to pick something i want to get something yes wow it, such a big one yeah and this is the energy that drews like women mostly away because it's not about this sharing anymore. It's about like, I want to get something and you can just feel that they feel that neediness. I talk about this so much and even in business and every area of life, when we come with that approach to get something, they're thinking there's an alternative reason. So you might be talking and it's not conscious, conscious. We're having a fine conversation, conscious. We're matching conscious. We've got the same values. But when you're looking at their boobs or you're looking at their body, you're like, oh, I want to pull. I want that. They're like, oh, have I got enough to for you to just take? And all the other thing is, the other people that you attract at that level are other takers. Yeah. So you're taking, yeah, I want your body. And they're like, yeah, taking, I want your money or I want this. This is that dynamic that everyone talks about. And that relationship works because both people are taking, right? Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. And the funny thing um, for me was like, so about money, what I thought like the first 24 years is I was like, it's about looks and it's about money. Yeah. And with 24, I didn't have like, uh, I didn't have uh, either, but both of them. Yeah. I didn't have the looks because I, I didn't have this beard because now it's kind of easy because with the beard, you can um, you can hide your face. But I was kind <laughs> of like, I was totally, uh, I was kind of a chode, you know, I was totally nerdy. I was um, looking a lot of animes and doing just nerdy stuff and uh, just hanging around with people playing uh, Nintendo and PlayStation and everything like all day long. So what happened is like, um, I had this epiphany of like, dude, you have to get this point handled in your life. Because what happened is like, I went out with um, one of my best friends uh, who is a female and she had a boyfriend with, uh, with her and I went out with them and I just felt like okay they're just like next to me kissing having a good time and I'm just there like the third person and I'm like mm -hmm. dude you have to get this part of your life handled mm -hmm. and this is actually like the beautiful thing um Abraham Hicks talks about this is like this is a contrast experience what this actually means is like you get so much into into a situation that you don't want that you have like this um wish to have it like differently 
And that's always a bad thing. Like when bad things happens to you, when bad things are happening in your life, it's always a contrast experience that shows you more of what you want, actually. So it's beautiful. Yes. Because if you have a bad time in that desire within you, it creates that wantingness, you know? Yes, totally. Whenever we're living in that comfort zone, it's saying, you know what, chilling out with my friends, playing Nintendo, working, focusing on my studies is enough. It's more than yeah. enough, right? I'm fine. I'm happy. I got my food. I got this. I'm happy. And then when you're in an experience like that and something triggers within, right? It's that deeper soul going inside. I want this or I want to evolve to become yeah. this person or evolve to that next level of life. Yeah, as you said it, because it's so comfortable. And when it's comfortable, we don't change shit. Yeah. The thing is, there's like this beautiful story I heard once. It's like this uh, two dudes are coming together and the one had like this dog and uh, the dog is kind of like yowling do you say yowling when he's like barking. yeah kind of barking yowling, yeah yeah but it's kind of in a uh, crying way yeah so he's, uh, he's like and then um he's like so what's with your dog he's like ah oh, no problem he's just sitting on a nail and then he's like yeah but why don't, uh, doesn't he stand up and he's like it doesn't hurt too much ah it hurts but not that much uh-huh. yeah so w- when we're in this comfortable zone of having a good job having a good income having an okay income we don't change anything but the moment we experience pain and work pain in our relationship that's actually the moment where we have like this big burning desire of changing something to get like to um to another state to another situation so therefore it's having it's good to have those bad experiences oh very beautifully said i really love that uh, analogy and that story actually mm. it's so true so um what happened for me is like i had to get this shit handled and i went straight into the whole pickup community so i read the books uh, i've been through the workshops um but mostly what i did this is like 90 percent, if not more I would actually say 99%, actually. 99% is actually going out and getting experience. Mm -hmm. uh, Even in the old pickup community, they talk about field experience is king. Because this is the most important stuff. Because you'll learn it by yourself. It's not a guy who just says to do this and do that. And you just try it. It's mostly like you're getting out. You're getting burnt. You're getting... um, like you get all the experiences you could have uh, outside and and it, like every interaction is kind of a mini universe yes. because yeah because you can uh, the moment you act not uh, in, uh, in congruent you just get punished like in the same moment the thing is like it's kind of a mini universe the way you act so what you get in what you put in is what you get out yes I look at it as also as a um, feedback loop, right? Mm. And if you're not experiencing, you don't see the feedback. You yeah. might be at home and saying, I can make the best TikToks. I can make the best videos. I can do it all. I can do it. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it next week, right? Yeah. Feedback wouldn't come to you. So you're like, oh, well, I can do it. And then you do one and it gets 10 views. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah myself out there but the feedback's a little bit less the feedback and then you do want to get some million views or it gets more and all that you're like ah oh, okay maybe i learned something maybe i did something better same as dating when you first approach you're like hey and they're like <coughs> that feedback yeah. response you're like 
I think I might need to change something there. Maybe I need to change my angle, my approach, my words, my communication. And hopefully we can dive into them key skills as well later on. Um, but I could change something to get a greater feedback and that mini universe will give me the experience I need. Right. Yeah, 100%. And you just said it right, is the, this feedback loop, you get it like suddenly there. It's not like because with business, you can screw people up and then you can get like the karma or the, um, yeah, you, the, how should I say it? The, there's this German word, uh, the results, you will get it a few years later or a few months later. But with with an interaction with a woman, you suddenly you get the feedback loop like instantly. And that's like the difference. And the way you act, you can just sense like, okay, does she like you or not? I mean, she doesn't have to like you in this way, but she can still be friendly. She's like, okay, this people isn't off. Uh, this guy isn't off. So that's 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 actually the thing. Like, um, how does she uh, reply to it? Because if you just come with positive sharing energy, if she, even if she's not into you, she just uh, she will still laugh and will have a good time with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's actually providing this energy of like people feeling comfortable around you. Awesome. And that, yeah, and that's one of the hardest things. That you could add on to the sexual or the uh, attraction tools. You know, the deeper eye contact, the masculinity, the leading. But then if they feel safe, then they can allow you to go to the next stages. So yeah. they love how you said that. And this is actually um, what I just said is like this sharing part. This is actually the most important because how like I, I had this time where I didn't had like um, where I didn't had a sexual experience for like months. Mm -hmm. And if you then say like, OK, don't behave needy when you're totally needy how is it possible <laughs> yes. i mean if you didn't have the experience how can you just act cool i mean it's just like a girl who's been uh, who's a guy who's been in desert for like uh, let's say two months yeah. and then suddenly finds like water and doesn't have to behave needy like he wants to drink to water you know yeah. that's is it bottled uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it seems hard but there are techniques there are methods where um actually when you build those things up it's actually easier for you for yourself and um you get more of an attraction because people can sense okay this guy is in abundance and uh i want to prove myself to him because yeah. it seems like he brings a lot of worth because what I thought about guys is always like, okay, you have to be good looking or you have to have money. That's not true. It's actually uh, with guys, it's more about the social status, the way they treat themselves. And social status, of course, can mean like I'm in the group hierarchy where you are. And that's why rich people mostly feel more comfortable, more like kind of at ease because um, they know they have the money. But when you interact with a girl, she doesn't know, like, do you have the money or not? So, but the way you interact, she kind of sense it. Okay, this guy has his shit together. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't live at his parents' basement. Nothing against that, but she just kind of senses, like, okay, this guy is doing some stuff. I don't know what, but he's building stuff. And that, that's the key thing there that uh, my dating life completely changed when I started to have a bigger purpose. When my purpose was a woman, they would run. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when my purpose was bigger and I would just be focused on that, then they wanted to get my attention because yeah. they were, okay, well, you're not fully focused on me. And the more I research it and uh, there's books from Alison Armstrong, other people that are really, really powerful. And when they understand that it's this survival tool that comes into the woman as well. And when we look at it at a deeper level, that woman's saying, when I'm pregnant with our child, are you just going to be focused on me? Are you going to be creating the future that we need to survive to create the family that we want? And that little micro movement, micro expression, micro focus is actually the thing that's helping her go, okay, you're purpose driven, which yeah. means when things do get tough or the economy, recession, all these things come in, the family, I know you're driven and you're going to look after us. Not how much money you have, not how much money you have in the bank account, but do you have that drive? Instead of your drive just being me, because when things get tough and I get a little bit moany, maybe your drive is going to be another woman or another yeah. woman. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> yeah, that's also something David Data said beautifully. He's like, that's also the reason why firemen or police officers uh women feel attracted to them to the uniform why because they're doing stuff they're going out they're doing something and that's actually um what attracts what makes them attractive and it's actually like a guy who has boundaries even like when you have a girlfriend and she's like okay sonny let's stay on the couch and watch a movie but she knows like you're going every day or every second day to the gym and you're like oh you're actually right let's just chill and have a good time nothing against that but the moment she just senses where you say like no, honey, I have to do uh, my gym stuff. I have to go training. This just makes you more attractive because you're kind of like, okay, no, this guy is purpose-driven. He doesn't, yeah, just chill. He's just going somewhere. And I want to be, um, yeah, they don't want the fame. Like they don't want to have the success, mostly girls, but they want to be with a guy who's successful. Mm. It just gets them more attractive. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot. I even see that in my own relationship as well. Like during COVID, obviously, when everything was shut down, I was I was still online, I was still doing things, but I was a bit more relaxed. And our quality of relationship actually went more to a relaxed level. Even the way that we treat ourselves, uh, treat each other, went, went to more of a relaxed level as well, actually. It was um, a little bit more ruder, a little bit less of a priority. And the priority was TikTok and other things. Mm -hmm. Um especially right now building into this event and other events in the past when I'm so purpose-driven and working like 12, 14 hours a day and then I have half an hour. Now my half an hour is valuable. Now it's like, let's turn the TV off. Let's talk. Let's, let's put phones away. What do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? You know? And then we connect over that half an hour so deeply because there's a value exchange for that time. And she knows the purpose is so strong. It is working out. It's doing other things. It's helping. It's creating. And in that half an hour is now has a huge value on it. As yeah. opposed to have all day free. Here's half an hour. Well, let's just watch Netflix and see what programs are. <laughs> so 100% what you're saying there. I love how you articulated it. And something also add to that is like... um. So I, I talked about field experiences, King, because all the things I'm saying now to you, I mean, this is just theorizing and um, I mean, it's just my experience that we all create our own worlds, but what works for me could, it cannot work for you and the things that work for you couldn't work for me because we all create our own realities. 
and I love this work. Uh, there's like this um, Bashar guy. He has like this amazing point of view. He has like the saying of it's a permission slip. Okay. We give ourselves the permissions to, like when I say like, okay, always when I wear this white shirt, um, I'm just fucking more attractive. <laughs> and when I believe that, it's just my permission slip of like, I need this white shirt to go out. Okay. And this is actually really what I used to believe in. Because when I went out, that's that's the funniest thing. Because being naive is one of the best things you could uh, have at the start. Because I was really critical, cynical uh, in the beginning. But when I started with the pickup stuff, I was totally open. I was like, okay, let's try this. This guy says, like, I have to take her, say this, and then take, like, this other girl and kiss both of them and he just said something like that and then i went out this was like the first night and i met like this two beautiful uh, women like uh, one had like this brown hair the other one had blonde hair and i made some uh we just made out like the three of us and <laughs> this was like the first experience and before i didn't have almost none experience wow so that was like a dream come true you're like yeah you're like, like <laughs> yeah and and the funny thing is like wow that's fucking easy and <laughs> suddenly it breaks something up and the thing is like you give what happened in this moment and it was just luck and the right timing and which is also quite important because um, the more you go out, the more you come into situations that you wouldn't believe like, what, what did just happen? What happened yesterday? Because yeah. it's so much adventures because the more you go out, the more you get into situations that are kind of like things just happen. I wouldn't say that my game is that tight, but I've been that in so many, like the right timings that it just happened. Yeah. Because what I always heard from women when we had a one night set, it just happened. He was just there at the right time. And this is actually what happens because you, you going to a party, you going to meet people just improves your chances exponentially yes. because you're staying at home doing nothing. You didn't, I mean, what do you want to get like online chicks that write you if uh, that are in your neighborhood where you kind of have to pay or whatever, like the shitty uh, scammy programs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to go out, meet people, and um, and that's what I like you about you, Sunny, because you're offering these platforms. So it's actually very easy because you already have the right people there. They have some mindset over there, and they are um, they've been through a filter. Let's say, yeah, yeah, we're really proud of actually the people that we bring in, and we see the most beautiful women, the most great, greatest, handsome guys. And they are so friendly and open and they're just talking to everyone. Big smiles on their face. And uh, me and the team will sit back sometimes and we'll watch it. And we're like, I never see a, a place like this. Maybe like Tony Robbins, something like that, you can see it as well. But, you know, I never see a place like this. So like you just go to a bar or you go outside and everybody is so willing to actually communicate with you. Everyone's so willing to be open. And it's about first um, something that you touched on where you said the most important thing is to make that woman feel safe and making that woman feel safe and making everyone feel safe, especially over COVID. Uh, there's a lot of unsafe feelings coming up. Uh, making them feel safe gives them permission to be open. Yeah. And that's actually the reason why we do it and how we do it. And that's why we create such a good space. And evenly, like you said, as a male, it's so important to make them feel safe. I remember when I was first dating, and maybe Kishore, when you first, even prior to, um, your pickup stuff when I first started dating I was completely making them feel unsafe and the reason why was I was like 
what's in it for me? <laughs> yeah. what, what am I going to get? Do you want a drink? And they could tell my intentions to get them a drink so I could go on a date or something like that. And they're like, what does he want from this? Uh, some women would be like, well, I don't mind. <laughs> some, women, some women would be less open to that. Well, or I would say maybe the writer women that I wanted would be less open to it. The ones that are a little bit more free-spirited. They didn't mind. <laughs> I love that. So the thing is actually about the drink. I mean, that's actually quite known and everybody does that. Like, can I buy you a drink? Which is like the thought by by itself is very, very nice, but it's nice, let's say. And I always try to do the opposite. The thing is like, if every guy is offering drink to the girls, you have to act differently. Uh, I mean, if everybody's investing in crypto, even like uh, the cleaning women, you just know, okay, it's time to get out. It's It's mostly about, you know what I mean? You just have to do the things differently. That's also what Warren Buffett said and a lot of other people. So um, if every guy buys her a drink, just behave in a way where you're not really like kind of, because why do I buy a drink? Because a lot of guys are like, okay, I paid you now, now you owe me. This is mostly the dynamic between it because like I paid for your time, which shouldn't be because she's not there and you're not here of like, I want to pay or I want to provide something. So we feel on the same level. No, you're in the beginning. Uh, of the conversation you're at the same level what does same level mean you are not trying to convince her about anything it's kind of more like you're just that sharing type of guy if you probably remember like this um when you had in school a presentation yeah. in the presentation if it's about you of like how do the people think like how do i look like do i look good how's my voice doing um I, I hope I won't do any mistakes. And if that's what you're thinking during the presentation, you will probably screw up. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just about like a guy who comes into the, um, to speak, who speaks about uh, in front of the people and who's just sharing his life stories, it's just cool and fun to watch because it just gives you a good feeling of like this guy doesn't care about shit he's just sharing his stories he doesn't take himself too seriously and it's actually being this guy where you just can be go in and it's not about like the most guys are kind of like what are you doing can i buy you a drink where are you from um what do you work and it's kind of like this boring questions that they hear all the time instead of when you kind of like the um want to provoke some more emotions I could say like if I see kind of a girl, curly uh, girl, I say like, let, let me guess, you're Italian, aren't you? When you say something like that, it just gives you kind of more like uh, you can just see her smile now. Why do you think that? And it's kind of like uh, you get more into a conversation because you're doing assumptions of like, let me guess, you're this kind of girl. Let me guess, you're cancer or whatever. And the thing is, uh, it just makes the whole situation more comfortable and at ease instead of just like this um, CV questions of like what you do. And uh, yeah, that's actually it. assumptions is very, very well. Like doing that's, that's a really good tip. That is a uh, really, really good tip. So you would say, so instead of asking, are you from there? You could be like, oh, you're a northern girl. You're, yeah. you're from north. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you say that? You're because you're quite friendly, or because you yeah. have this. Yeah. Totally. You have that tool to you, and then yeah. she could open yeah. up like, no, actually, yeah. I'm from here, yeah. and it really um just breaks that first barrier. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the thing is, the way you just said it, I could just see you smile, 
and just yeah. put some emotion in it, which is just more funny than question because then you're kind of in this neutral way. And then playing with your voice, giving highs and lows, this is just, I mean, this is so important that she can she uh, that she can really experience you. Like she can just see you joking around because the moment you feel good, she will feel good. The law of straight transference. That means like the moment you make jokes that you really find, uh, that you really think are funny, that you kind of, that make you laugh, not like I want to make a joke that you love. It's just like you having fun. It just, she will experience the fun too. So it's actually about you feeling good by yourself. And then she will get drawn to it. Because we all have that fun, don't we? Where which just laughs at its own jokes or her own jokes. And we're just and we just find them so funny because we're like, I don't even know what I'm laughing at, but yeah. it's that love straight transference that you're talking about. You're like, I don't even know what the joke is, but you know what? It's making me laugh anyway. Yeah. And sometimes that's it, you know, especially when you know. I don't know if they're Turkish culture similar to the Indian culture, but the Indian culture is like the mums are coming down at them at 28 years old. You're not married. Your younger cousins already got kids. This is happening. They're like, oh God, oh God. Like almost their success is um, measured by their marriage. And when you do add a bit of jokes and when you do add a bit of light to the moment, to the situation, that person can actually drop from that pressure. And they can yes. go deeper. And that's where that deeper connection comes in as well. Right? Wow, that's beautiful. Think about this. Because it's it's the same in Turkish culture. It's yeah. because they want to get you married as soon as possible. Have children. And the moment you bring that ease in, because the moment I go to some girl and it's like, okay, my name is Halil. And this is what my parents want. And this is what your parents want. That I want to behave correctly. Uh, you're just kind of like having the stick in the ass and you're not that interesting guy more beautiful it would just be like if you're at a party like this and you can just be at ease and you're like even like it shouldn't be like this try hard of like when you're in a party like this people kind of know okay what's going on what's the intention what does this guy want but the moment you come in into this uh conversation like look I just saw you and I don't know what to say actually, but I kind of had to approach you. And you're just honest. Like, I don't know what to say, but I just had to say hello. And if you're just honest, it just makes it um, more attractive because you're not filtering yourself and you just say what's going on. And it's not kind of like, okay, now I want to ask you some questions like where's the direction, where's the next, next coffee or uh, what's yeah. the way to the, to the sub? And kind of having like uh, my back thought, like the intention of getting you, you know. So being direct and saying like, look, I saw you and I had to say hello. This is one of the best thing actually you could do because it's just you being real. And um, if you not make a big ad- deal out of that, of like, it's mostly in our head, you know, because what we do in um, conversations is actually we build the challenges. We put the rocks in front of us and try to climb them and to overcome those problems. So in first way, if you, instead of get rid of the rocks and don't do anything in front of you, you're just free to go. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I think it was, I heard this quote recently. It was actually about manifesting and vibrating with frequency of money and wealth. And he was saying, we're like a cork that's going to float to your top. What we have to do is just remove the rocks and the bricks from the bottom of us. And the more you remove and the more you float higher. 
And it reminds me of what you're saying here. It's like the more of the doubts that we're removing, the heaviness, um, who do I need to be for your parents? Who do I need to be for my parents? Who do I need to be for culture, society, for you? The more we're removing them rocks, the more we can float up and be more authentically us. And this is where we can say, I just wanted to say hello to you because you look beautiful today. Tell me more about you or anything else from there can go on. Yeah. And that's just amazing. I mean, if you hear, because uh, what a woman actually wants, she wants just a normal guy. She's just like what a woman actually think uh, thinks, like when a guy comes in front of her, like, please, please don't screw it up. That's what she thinks. Please be normal. So you don't have to pretend to be like the super cool dude that has everything. She was. She's just like, please, please don't screw it up. That's the only thought she actually has. So the moment you can just behave like she's kind of like a friend or you would treat your sister kind of just normal, joking around, having fun. She's just like, oh, I can just be myself around him. I can just wear this, uh, my pajama pants and we can do like silly stuff together. You can just sense it. And this is where she just feels comfortable. Then she can open up. And that's the thing because a woman wants to feel safe. What does safe means it means she can be herself yeah and everybody has like the silly part and if you're kind of like silly in the beginning and you're kind of like look let's just be two cool people who are talking and spending some time with each other that's just yeah best way to go oh beautiful i love how you said that because it is so true like we we see a woman fun and you know women Oh, masters are getting dressed up and looking incredible. They put so much beautiful energy and effort into it. Like, honestly, they blow my mind how good they do it. But ultimately, especially being married now 10 years, I know when they're waking up (laughs) or when they just want to chill out and then pajama days and just, and that's a normality for them, right? They want to be relaxed. They don't want to always feel that pressure of wearing makeup and looking a certain way for them because then they're always like running at that pride level rather than just being comfortable being themselves. So the more comfortable you're making them feel in that short term, the more comfortable you're making them feel in their micros that match up to the macro, then they can be like, I can actually see my life with this person, you know? I can actually see how we can wake up on Sunday and we could eat a bit of food. But most importantly, uh, coming from the experience of being married as well, it's we do put weight on and then we do lose weight and we do look ugly sometimes and we do look good, you know, And but the attraction ultimately becomes that soul and that deeper connection. Yeah. And it actually goes so much more beyond the physical image that like you're attracted to the person. So you don't even notice if they look ugly or not. It's almost like a mold. It's like an average of you're beautiful anyway. <laughs> I love that yeah <laughs> I, I love the part because uh when you were uh, talking about uh looks i i it just remembered me um of my cousin he's fucking good looking dude he's yeah. like this model guy uh has like this perfect size and uh beard and everything you know and uh, i used yeah. to go yeah i used to go a lot with him to parties and when he went to parties it was just like this dude coming in <laughs> just checking out everybody and then he's just like this cool dude that was just waiting there and he was just waiting that's the thing and he didn't do shit actually and he was just like no i'm i'm the cool guy this is the role i'm playing i'm james bond so um he just played this role and the funny thing is like um 
we were kind of like we we're just making uh we were having a lot of fun so we kind of like try to steal the women of each other just as a play you know not yeah. really serious stuff but um the funny thing is when i was in state and this is the most important thing that you can write down being in state and this is actually what you do sunny uh, yeah so, so the being in state when you're funny when you're loose when you're kind of just having fun and i mean you know it i all from tony and uh, all the other teachers and uh, you can do breath work or whatever what helps you what brings you into this let, let loose fry kind of state i mean you could even go into a club and just scream like ah uh, very very yeah like that right yeah 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 and the funny thing is like once you do it it makes you probably lose and the um, when you're just joking around with your friends and having a good time it just makes you more brings you more into the state and once you're in state you just have to be one percent more in state than like another guy and you will get the girl okay because state is everything a woman will not remember what you said but she will remember how she felt around you that's literally me coming into and, and we saw this actually in Mumbai so much Hey, sorry. Um, no dude. problem. <laughs> Internet for my oh, just lagging a little bit. <laughs> the energy was too much. <laughs> so yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, but so a lot of people was, and although they were successful, although they had a lot of finances, because there's a big portion of like people that have a lack of money in there, people that have a lot of money. And they were the people that were coming to the event. So they were very successful. But they would just come in to meet a woman. <laughs> and it just doesn't matter about your Lamborghini, your Porsche, your everything that you have. Because in that moment there, that state is almost like, how would you call it? How would you describe this state? What would you say? <laughs> so... um. <laughs> This is kind of like, yeah, it's just the nice guy. We call it actually the nice guy. The nice guy. Because, yeah. Why nice guy? Because it's, hey, he's nice. And yeah. it's, it's actually the worst thing 
uh, to be nice actually um in pickup because either she hates you or she loves you because between hate and love these these are emotions when you're the nice guy they're non-emotions he's just a nice guy and this is i mean and then um the funny thing is like i used to talk with women about this topic like men uh, developing those skills and a lot of uh, i had like this friends who said like Oh, but um, let him be like he is because he's a nice guy. He will find his um, he will find his uh, his mate or she, he will find somebody. And I'm like, yeah, would would you take him? And she's like, no, no, not me. But but somebody will. And the funny thing because he's nice, you know, and they yeah. don't want to try to change him because he's nice. And a guy shouldn't be nice. I mean, a guy should have his boundaries. A guy should be himself. Mostly, we get press um, like put into this nice guy like why is not nice not being good like if you know when you had siblings and your parents said something like sunny be nice to your brother it's not like it's something you don't actually want to do but you have to be you know you have to act and that's the very good very good analogy there was opening that up and that's why living in that no man's land of being nice this is why it's not really respected as much because who are you being nice for? And the reason why women as well, and especially within um, our culture of Indian as well, and I believe the same for yours, the reason why they don't really respect nice too much is who are you going to be nicer to? Your mom or me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When things get tough, when like, you need to protect me or be strong, who are you going to be there for? How are you going to help yeah. me if you're just nice all the time? Uh, you know, they need that ability even this way you said hate or love because I guess even if you are a bit bad at least I know you're there for me when you love me deeply I know you're there for me right these kind of categories help separate us when we're just nice who am I going to please the most in that situation and then it goes back to that survival side if a saber-toothed tiger came are you going to be nice to the tiger are you going to be nice to me which one (laughs) That's well said. The women that are nervous, right? Yeah, that's actually well said. Uh, the part about nice because she doesn't feel actually that you just said it because she doesn't feel trust. She doesn't. She cannot trust if you're nice because um, when you're nice, she kind of like thinks okay, like you're nice to everybody, and you don't have your boundaries. And um, actually, the worst thing, uh, let's say it easy, the worst thing that uh, that can happen to when you're a guy to, to you is actually being rich or being good looking without knowing this stuff. Because when you, when you're good looking, my, my cousin has to, I mean, he has already his image. He's like, no, I can't approach him because I'm like this good looking guy. You make an identity out of it. When you're the rich guy, you're, you should have been, you should be successful with women, but you aren't. Then you're kind of like, yeah, okay, but let me show her my keys or should she see my house? And yeah, the thing is like uh, this, uh, the funny thing is like when I used to do pickup, like really, really hard going out uh, seven nights a week, what happened is like, I always told them like, I'm a brokey, I'm living at my parents' basement, I'm um, playing video games all day. I I was just making uh, fun of it all the time because, and they knew uh, they couldn't take me seriously. They're like, oh no, okay, he's 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 lying about that. And I was like, even like as, like when you're joking around, 
let's say um when you're when you're um I sometimes I always thought joke about the I had like this time where I always said like don't worry don't worry I have a tiny penis come here don't worry it yeah, will yeah. hurt you <laughs> and the funny thing is like she has to laugh and then she also also has to think about like um okay does he does he really you know, and uh, or I think he has a big one because he's talk about this so yeah, easily. And a man would say that. It must yeah. have a big one, right? Yeah. 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 So you being honest with yourself, like when you're a Chinese guy. Oh, we you should be an honest there, would you? <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, no. Yeah, I could be. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like when you're, uh, let's say, honest um, with the label they put on you, because yeah. this is normal. We, we are still human. We put labels on people. We know how, uh, let's say, um, when you're an um, Asian dude, when you're a Chinese dude, they maybe have like um, this thinking of you have a s- small dick. And when you're in the beginning joking already around about this, yeah, they're kind of like, okay, letting loose, you know? And when you're uh, even like, um, let's say you're going into Sweden, you're meeting a Northern woman and you're an Indian guy. And you're like, okay, she probably thinks um, that I have to do something with curry, you know. And the uh, the funny thing is, when you can jog, joke about that, you know, when you can just be open, like, you know, you know what, girl, you come to my place, I'll make you some curry, and then we'll sweat some curry. And, <laughs> the, the, and when you can joke about this, it's kind of like this guy is amazing because he's just like letting loose, doesn't take himself too seriously. And this is just where women feel, ah, I can just be myself. And this is me. I'm always like, I, I'm not that high. I'm like I'm 170 centimeters. And um, I always joke about my height. You know, I'm th- always, always, always. Like um, uh, the funny thing is like, if you don't take yourself too seriously, she just feels like that ease of, okay, I can just be myself with him. Yeah. And that's the most valuable thing, actually. It's very beautiful what you said there and um, so much value in that. When I, when I look at it consciously as well, if we put it into that, we can see it's that level of acceptance, you know, and although it's not, may not be true, it might be true, but you're just playing to the labels, but it's just showing, you know what? I accept my identity. I, I accept who I am. Not saying, no, no, I'm a British man. Uh, no, I'm British. Are you, are you Indian? No, I'm British. <laughs> Born here. Look at my passport. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I love curry. Who loves it? <laughs> level of acceptance. Are they like, oh, well, obviously you're not in denial about yourself. Obviously you're not too stuck up about yourself and life's not going to be stuck up. Instead, you're actually just loving the person that you are and you're accepting who you are. And then you're vibrating at that level which again gives them permission to be like oh yeah you know i've got a bit of a tummy yeah. i've got this because they know they got everyone has flaws yeah, like, yeah i mean I, I mean you're aware of this and you're making i kind of also fun of that cultural things because what i always say kind of like um turkish women uh, mostly have like the scarves over their face my mother doesn't because we're not uh, really Muslims. But um, I know that when a girl, a Northern girl meets me, I kind of know like she kind of expects this when I say I'm a Turkish guy. So what yeah. I say kind of like, okay, I get you. And then we put a scarf on your face and then you're mine. <laughs> then you're mine and nobody will get you. And if you're making f- fun of that uh, kind of like this traditional and uh, uh, 
this kind of things, you know, cultural things, then she kind of cracks open and she's kind of like, okay, it's funny with this guy because he makes fun of that out of this stuff. So it's probably not true, but he's aware of it. And that's 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 a beautiful stuff because if you kind of expect that she will judge you because of those kind of things, uh, and you can make fun of this, she just takes it easy. She's like, oh, he's pretty cool about that. Yeah, wonderful. Love that. So it's what I would say the most important stuff is actually like state management. Because the moment you are in a good state, you are in a happy state. <clears throat> what does happiness mean? It can be like what, what I used to do is like before I went out, 20 minutes of meditation. And then I went out and I had like this thing where I, when I went to a place, I just had a good time and I kept it short in the beginning. Let's say you go into a venue and then you're like, hi, oh, I love your dress. Ah, oh, this is nice. Oh, you look like this and this. And when you are just, um, let's say, starting with compliments, you can do that. And just having a good time. And not only women, like also like whole groups of guys and people. And you're like, okay, you guys look good together. And I love yeah. that blue skirt. I would love to wear it could you could you lend it to me or just making fun and just some um having like wild communications uh, all over the place and what happens is like later you can burn it to the ground mm. what does that mean and it means like at let's say i don't know how long the party lasts but let's say at two in the morning they suddenly see you again and they already know you and then you can do like this deeper conversations because when you go when it's kind of like let's say She's having the most fun with you. And then she's laughing. She's having a good time. And you're like, okay, I have to go. And then uh, because I have to do this and that, you're already leaving her with this. you suddenly creating like a gap because she felt like a real, real uh, high excitement with you. And suddenly you're gone. And then she talks to this other dudes that are kind of boring, asking boring questions. At the moment you come back, like she sees you in 30 minutes, an hour later, and you're just having fun with everybody and she just sees you and she's like, I want to be with that guy. I want to talk with that guy. And then it's easier to lead. And what does lead mean? Take her by the hand, go with her to the bar or somewhere. And this just shows, okay, he's leading. He shows where we have to go and then say like, okay, let's go to a quiet place where we can talk. Let's go there and there. And this is actually how it should be. Not in the beginning, starting to do this like deep conversation, just open up to everybody. Because when you have the feeling of, I know the whole venue, I met so many friends and people, you just feel comfortable. You just feel like, oh, it's just a circle of friends. Beautiful. And and there's so much wisdom in that. And especially when you are going around giving compliments. And my brother-in-law, recently he's done that the most. Um, before he was really overweight, really in his head, really depressed. And during COVID, he went through a huge transformation. The universe slapped him because he wasn't listening to the whispers. And um, he had a leg injury and he could have had his leg amputated off. Wow. And it went to that extreme when he was playing basketball. But then that moment, it changed his whole life around. That moment, he was stuck in the hospital two weeks. No one could see him. And he missed the people that he was with. He loved the people who would express it, who would open up. And since then, he's been on an amazing journey where he looks incredible, lost so much weight. And one thing he does now, because he can, he's so good at... Um, speaking with women speaking connecting and so much confidence within him and a real genuine authentic guy that they get and they feel that from him he will go around he will go to that guy you look amazing bro 
Because he's like, you're not my competition. There's no competition. You, you look amazing, man. Where many other people go, I don't want to say you look good. I don't want you feeling good. Well, a bit short them trousers. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you look great. How are you doing? And they will go around. He will do that. And he's buzzed with all that energy. And then now whoever he wants to talk to, he's feeling safe because one is added and given to the atmosphere. Secondly, he comes from abundance because when you're complimenting, you're coming from abundance. You're coming from a place that I am good enough. This is why I'm complimenting you. I don't mean like the beggy compliment, like, oh, you look good. What about me? <laughs> Not that compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> genuinely giving a compliment and just saying, yeah, well, great to meet you. You know, and then in that, you're helping them feel good. And just that energy transference is it's just multiplying as it comes back to you. And then whenever you do want to talk to that beautiful woman or that person that you connect with and beauty in your own eyes, right? Whenever you connect with that person, you've got this energy because you've already complimented, you've already connected and then you're just in and they feel that. It totally. I love that the way you just explain it because he's just spreading so much value and it's just that. It's actually... A lot of guys, when you see them at a party, having a glass in the hand and just watching, it's just, uh, they're mostly looking like, where's the party? Where can I join? Okay, there are some people, let's go there. But when you're the guy who's just spreading values, having just so much fun and uh, giving so many compliments and having a good time with people, that he is the party. People want to be around him. Yes. And suddenly you see like all the people like satellites around him because he's just spreading so much value. And that should actually be the goal to be like the one with the most energy that is just like, um, like the energy is overflowing because you're giving so much. And that's mostly like, it starts with work um, that you do like, I mean, self-love and trauma work is uh, very, very important. I mean, you're also offering breathworks. This is kind of a way where the people can go deeper into themselves, feel more love for themselves. And love is not something I try to get something from the outside because the moment you feel like this lack of I need it to get from the outside, you already tell yourself that you don't have it in the inside. But when you uh, learn how to develop it in yourself, to feel love in yourself, it's pouring out and people can sense that. People want to be around this energy. Because what I did is like uh, in my early pickup um, stages, I had like, I, I was like, okay, I need to, I had like this bad breakup. So I need, I need a girl. I need a girl. And then I'm happy again. I need love. So what happened? I had like this one girl and then 10 after that and another 10 after that. And it, it just felt empty. It really felt empty because I was just like, okay, I was feeling good. But after uh, when a woman is gone, I was just feeling empty. I was like, okay, I need it again. And it was just um, trying to get this rush of a high again. And again, it's kind of like a drug. Because um, you always try to get back because you don't feel uh, enough. So you try to get uh, the approval from the outside. And this is a never-ending story. It's kind of like a dog who's going for his tail because it's a never-ending story. And um, what happened for me is like once I learned that, okay, this pattern isn't uh, really, really good for myself and it isn't healthy because I was, um, I only felt actually love when I get the approval from the outside yeah but the moment um, and you can nothing you can I mean there's nothing that can fix a feeling um on the outside 
there's no house, there's no partner, there's no money that can, when you feel poor and you feel stressed because of that, you have to get this uh, fixed first. That's also what Joe Dispenza and many other teachers says. It's like, um, it's not like when you have money, then you're becoming successful. No, first you become successful, then you will attract the money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, beautifully said. And it is spot on because in a relationship, there's always going to be times where you don't get that love. Yeah. But you have to create that love within you. You have to look at yourself. And some of the things I do is a proud list. I would just reflect the last two years. Give me two years of my life. How was my life then compared to how I am now? Like, who have I become? And I'll just think about, I'm like, well, actually I've done this and I've done that. And my health is better. And the way I give to people, the way I'm, and you start doing it and we don't take things for granted, right? Like that is the ego limiting us. That is the programming of others that says, well, everyone smiles at people and everyone's nice to people. Everyone's this. No, 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 not everyone is. All right. You are right. And you got to give yourself credit for that. And then from doing that, I start building myself back up with that love I'm going back into who I am, who I am. You know what, actually, you know what? You're an incredible soul. You're this, you're that. And then when you start stacking there, then you go into a connection. You don't need to take from that person. Give me your love, right? This is what we were saying when we think yeah. about it from the outside. But I, I need your love to make me happy. Give me your love. Give, give, bring it over to me. It, it reminds me of this beautiful story, actually. It was a philosopher. And this was back in the day, and maybe in Turkey or somewhere like that. He was a, a scholar and a philosopher. He was very intelligent. And within the village, he would say to everyone, I don't believe in love. I don't believe in love. It's a lie. It's a drug. Just as we were saying, it's a drug. There's one drug dealer and there's one drug consumer. It's bad for you. And one day he met this girl and she was crying her eyes out. And he goes, what's the matter? She goes, I hate love. I don't believe in it. And he was like, neither do I. Actually, I don't believe in it. So they built this friendship and they'll go for coffee and they'll spend time together and they'll do all these things together. And then one day she had to go away for work or family. And he was sitting there and he's like, I love this woman. Like, <laughs> I actually I, love her. What is going on? So she comes back and he runs up to her and he's like, I, I need to tell you something. I love you. And she goes, I love you, but I know you don't love love. So I don't know how to do this. And, and they formed this relationship. And in this beautiful mystic story, there was a beautiful star there. And he said, that star equals my happiness and love. And he pulled that star over metaphorically and he brings it in and he goes, I want you to have my star. And she drops a star and it shatters. And he goes, why couldn't you manage my happiness and my love? And she ran off crying. And she goes, I never thought I could always make you happy. And he ran off and he goes, I don't believe in love. The marvel of the story was that we're the creators of our love. We can't give our love to someone else. And the minute he tried to give it to her, she thought, what if I can't take this role? And the same thing when we're going into these relationships and we're saying, you're making me so happy right now. You were there. Like, yeah, but you haven't seen my other side. <laughs> Wait until you see that part of me. <laughs> I'm not going to be making you happy then. Now, I, I don't know if I could deal with that pressure of making you unhappy. And then that's where we start to push and pull and the fear comes in. What if I can't be there long term for you? But when we really manage our own happiness and love and we put that energy back out there, 
than that long-term successful relationship can create. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh my God, I love the story. Because, yeah. yeah, it's, wow. I mean, it's so wise and it's something I've been, actually it's a couple uh, the past years that I've um, came to this epiphany that it's actually like, it's not about, I mean, you could get like a hundred women and it wouldn't feel like different after it. I mean, you would probably give yourself some props, but the feeling would stay the same. It's about like the person you become. And the moment um, you give yourself permission, the moment you understand, okay, there are people who like me, so I can give myself the permission to like me because the relationship to yourself is the most important relationship. And I used to have a lot of self-doubt. I used to be very introverted and I still have the patterns where I'm like on a logical sense, I love myself. But when I get emotional, because then you can get into those old patterns, I can still feel there is some, there's some part of me that um, doesn't approve myself a hundred percent because I can just sense there is like still this old pattern that is going on, but being aware of it and just hug it and just be there for it. This is like, yeah talk to us a little bit and um, please do share some light on that so how would you do that so say if somebody is coming to the love festival in <laughs> two and a half weeks now and they are actually coming into that a little bit they're, and they're denying they're, they're distracting themselves with tv and everything like that but what, what would you say what tip would you give yourself your younger self or what tip would you give to them to be able to comfort that to overcome it <laughs> I would say don't be too hard on yourself because I used to be a perfectionist and I'm like, okay, that's not right. And that's, uh, I don't like this. I don't like that because let's say when you would, when you would get a picture from yourself as a child and you will put it on your mirror, on your bathroom and you would talk to yourself um, instead of talking to yourself, you would talk to this child. You would totally talk differently to this child. Yeah. And that's how we should treat ourselves to see like this inner child, because we are still this inner child. There's this part of us that just wants to feel loved, that wants to feel okay. And we all, and it's actually general, like we all have this feeling of not being good enough. This is one of the biggest fears that we all have. But the moment you give yourself permission of, look, I've been through so much shit and I'm still there that's enough not being like you don't have to it's uh, the funny thing is like how it works with women with self-love and everything it's not something that is like this linear way where you just go up what happens is exponentially it's actually like this and suddenly it just goes up this is how it was for me because I was just like, okay, it's not working. The thing with the women is not working. I had success at the beginning, but now it doesn't work. So what happens is you are at the perfect time where you are right now. And appreciating this, saying like, okay, this is the best. Because the first 24 years, I could, um, I mean, I could have a lot of thoughts about that of like, why didn't you handle this before? Why didn't you have a girlfriend in your teenage? Because everybody had a girlfriend in their teenage. Um, I could probably myself because of that. Or I could see like, okay, because I've been through so much pain, because I had so many lessons, I can give this 
um, knowledge to people in a valuable way. And I have a bigger understanding for it because you've been through so much pain. I have so much more appreciation when I have a girl on my side that I totally love because I'm like have seeing myself um, 10 years before, I, I was just like, this was another life. This was another dude. It just felt like this because the thing was like, I didn't have self-love. I was totally insecure. And now seeing myself, I'm like, this is a different life I'm living now. And appreciating where you are, this is the most, most important thing. So when you go out, what I always say, people, don't be too hard on yourself. Like, um, because the moment you just um, give yourself prompts of like, okay, I've been out. I did this approach. I'm totally happy. Yeah. But, yeah. Always give yourself like this recognition of, look, you did this. That's amazing. And you can start slowly. Like you can just start with um, giving people compliments. That's maybe the way to go at the beginning. And then you build up a little bit. When you say like, okay, now I'm feeling high energy. I just do some jokes. I just go into groups and it can be mixed groups, men and women. And even it could be a man and a woman. You can say, hey, you guys, you look beautifully. Where did you guys met? And just talk with them and bring this energy into the whole venue and you can just sense like the moment you are in this giver mode you will get a lot you just paid a lot into this, to this karma account where you just get a lot back you can just sense it yeah that's such a beautiful tip absolutely and and it is that when we are giving into that giver mode when we're tapping into just giving to the energy of the atmosphere you know it's so just gonna run back in because, and one thing I always say is, she is, you don't know who's watching you, especially at an event like this. You know, you you go and you smile and you say good things to somebody and you're talking and you're connecting. You might walk to the bar and this beautiful woman might come up to you. She might go stand behind you purposely and you look back and you're like, oh, you're right. And in that moment there, that's when the magic happens. And, you know, because when you are giving, it's like the light comes through you and gives to another yes when we're taking we're almost going here and that taking is almost like this set of questions that we're asking ourselves do you like me am i good enough to connect with you um and then you know you're asking certain questions um what education do you do what school do you go to where are you from you know these certain questions are just trying to get a certain reply mm -hmm. Um, how we started the conversation you know you go into that assumption that makes a laugh um not assuming if she is a lady boy or anything like that like yeah. good ones <laughs> <are> like, <laughs> nice assumptions okay and <laughs> <laughs> uh, going into these kind of assumptions going into this playful conversation giving that compliment oh my goodness because then they're saying look even if this exchange even if i didn't find you attractive i do find you attractive it doesn't matter because you added something to me and maybe I see somebody that I think would be a perfect fit for you. And I'll introduce you, you know, you don't know how the world will work, or how life will work all around you. And, and I always can tell when that take is coming into an event and I have to bite myself not to say anything. Cause I know I'm here to serve. They're like, how many women, Sonny? How tall? How <laughs> right, bro, chill out, man. They're walking around. I want you. I want you. Oh, <laughs> Sure, yeah. right? Start giving to the energy. Yeah. <laughs> you can just sense it. But um, <clears throat> I love the way you just said it. The thing is, like, when you enter a venue and you're just giving high five to everybody and just laughing, 
and what I used to do uh, in my early stages, I used to, um, so uh, actually it was all about the numbers in the beginning, like, oh, getting her number, write her. And then I get like, once this exercise, or I heard about that, um, you can't take any numbers for like, for like a whole month. Oh. And just imagining like me meeting like the woman of my life I, i'm like okay this, this is a dream girl i just met her i i need her number like yeah. but you can't take it um because it's part of this practice uh, what it does is actually it's more about the giving part and uh, sending your brain the signal of you have abundance of possibilities it's not her there's so much more because you're thinking with your small rudder that she's the one but there's a bigger one waiting, but it's not on your radar at the moment. That's what it gives to you because yeah. it gives you the abundance feeling of, I don't want this number, you know, like taking it something. It's just like you spreading good energy and having a good time. Wow. Very powerful. Very yeah. Powerful eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, How was that challenge for you? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. The funny thing is, um, so what I can also say like uh, once you're in a venue and it's totally about yourself enjoyment and you're having fun you will just sense it's different because you uh, having your needs fulfilled what does it give to you later it doesn't change you and it should be about the process uh, who you become so once you enter a venue and then it's also like kind of like okay if if this is like the first goal to um to meet somebody you can also like um for sure get deeper into this stuff of like having eye contact this is very important as a guy to have like this eye contact look in their eyes because if you're flinching they can kind of see okay you're not that comfortable with yourself and also like um we were talking about jokes you doing jokes when when she's laughing too you kind of this is a signal of okay she probably finds you attractive because that joke wasn't that good but she still laughs because she just loves your energy she just just wants to be uh, around you and also like the big eyes you can see like when a girl is listening to you and she has like this big anime eyes you just know okay she just loves what i'm saying and um that's a kind of like this little subtleties and just can... add to that one, a big, a really big one for me was actually leaning in too much. Actually, it was like um, body language was giving my yeah. power away. So yeah. I'd be like, so leaning in, like she yeah. just holding your posture up, yeah. um, really does so much. Just holding your posture, holding that stance and communicating at that level. And it would always be like, I can't really hear you. And I'd be like, hey, yeah. So... <laughs> are you going to kiss me? What are you doing? <laughs> just holding your posture was a key one for me. I love that. Yeah, posture is very, very important. I mean, um, you walking into a venue and just imagining like you have like um, you kind of Superman, you walk differently when you kind of like think like you walk into the venue and just imagine like you own the venue. That's actually your venue, your private venue. When you walk into this venue, you just like actually in every room that you enter, like in office or wherever you go, every meeting place, just imagine this is your place. You yeah. own this place. You will always act differently. You will you will see your chest opening up. You will see um, your shoulders getting loose. And this is also kind of a signal. It's a little subtly, but people can see in in their eyes if there is a fear. I mean, um, I see I see you now, Sunny, and you just seem for me like you just know what you're doing. You're um, 
self-sufficient you're kind of like yeah you just have this vibing energy that just attracts people because uh when we met like a few years ago i know that i didn't have the same energy as i have now because i've been through a lot of experience that just makes it easy for you just to be calm even in shitty situations even when you get rejected you're like fuck that it's, it was funny I even laugh about it. I, I, I mean, rejection is a normal part. So um, a lot of this is actually, this is, this is the, so the biggest secret, the biggest insight is when you don't care about rejections anymore, you win. You're the king actually. Because there's so many guys that has to go uh, that have to go to Tinder or to any of those dating apps because they're like, okay, I uh, because I'm socially awkward, so I'll do it in the internet. Um, it won't it won't fix the problem. But you going out, you meeting real people, you trying out there. This is actually the best thing. And the moment you are you understand that, hey, rejection actually doesn't um why why do we fear rejection that much because we always think like we get kicked out by the group and what happens is like we do not survive that's actually our primal thinking and the amygdala of like okay we have to survive so be a part of the group and the moment i get rejections i'm uh, i'm not part of the group anymore so the moment you realize it doesn't happen shit when you get rejected and you're like okay that was actually funny and she doesn't want to be part of that fun that's okay um then it just gives you so much energy because you're realizing this isn't that much of a problem it's kind of like playing super mario you lose a life you can get you play from the start again you're like oh, i can i can play as much as i want yeah but a lot of guys just scared that rejection that's why they never act on it yeah and it's really as uh, leaders leaders always get rejected yeah. when you're a real leader when you're following mm-hmm. You're trying to like comfort the rejection that didn't really happen. But when you want to be a leader of your life, when you want to lead to that next level, I think KFC Colonel Colonel Saunders, he got rejected yeah. 999 times or a thousand times. So it was like either one or the other. And just think how famous that is right now. Look how amazing the gift is that he did. You know, I know Kobe did. I know um, Michael Jordan got rejected. Yeah. It's about saying, let's be that leader. That's I step into that and embrace that rejection because that next rejection adds onto the fuel and adds onto the love. And it's not really there, your rejection, feedback or learning, but also it could be many things that they're going through, you know, whatever's in their mind at that time and just think it's fine. How did I show up with integrity or not? Um, Alio, it's been absolutely amazing having you on and thank you for all your wisdom, all your tips, all your knowledge um, I know you're not that much on social media, so I don't even know if we should hashtag you or if um, they should follow you or not. Um, you let me know. You show provocative on that. You're, I, I think you're pretty good with that. You can actually um, the the way you do it. I, I think people should totally already listen to you. If they uh, have like specific um, inquiries, they can ask you, and you can give the contact or uh, talk with me about that. But the way you're doing it, I just love it because it's about being coming from this inner energy and just vibing this out. And this is actually, you're already doing this stuff. So um, this is actually the most important part because 
yeah be, uh, feeling okay this is actually also the last thing i wanted to say because you said it about rejection and um i have a lot of businesses where i always see like this is uh the main part of it getting rejected and this is this is a part of being uh once you own a business you just know this is normal but we don't think that we should get rejected in like um women man interactions but uh, the most important epiphany i had is like the moment you do not approach because you think you could get rejected, you already rejected yourself. Yes. Yeah. That opportunity cost is yeah. rejection, right? Yeah. 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 So it's a rejection or a rejection, and you could have the possibility of a win, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. She, she could be your dream wife. You could have children. You could have so much, but you were standing in the way. You just said no. I just don't want my ego doesn't I can handle this shit and it's actually beautiful because always when your ego gets uh, a little bit more like the moment you get the rejection it just puts your ego down so you actually get freer when you see it as a burning of your ego get as much rejections as you can this is the most beautiful thing I can just um yeah give you on this way the gift that you can give yourself yeah because it's that growth and learning and that uncomfortableness. And when you don't get rejected and you think you do, that is the best feeling ever. When you push yourself beyond what you believe is capable of, and you're like, oh, I'm actually going on a date with her now. (laughs) I better work on that inner stuff, right? Um, There was something that we started the call with, and it was a business opportunity that came up for you. And um, I won't share too much about the business opportunity, but it was something that you said, which I found was so beautiful. And I'd love for many people to take this on. When the opportunity came for you, you said, I wasn't really surprised. I just knew it would happen as a knowing. And this is actually what I want for the people that are really putting the work into this, that are working out, that are working their mindset, that are doing the meditations, that are really doing the list to believe in themselves, that are pushing themselves. I want you to just know that great things are coming for you, like great opportunities for love, because whenever you evolve, you're going to have a whole new level of opportunities. And evolving just means picking up a new habit. It just means doing something different to what you've always done. And you'll get that new level of result. So just by learning from this podcast, by taking action, by going to the gym more, by eating healthier, by putting more positive thoughts into your mind, by meditating, you are going to see greater results. And just trust that side of it and just know that the partner, the love will come into your life based on that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Alu. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you, Sunny. Bye-bye. Love you.